0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode fifteen of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I am your host here at OTM, and as always, I am joined by my co-host and a, a freshly groomed co-host here, Mr. Justin Herzig. Justin, how you doing tonight? Looking looking sharp, my friend.
1: It's uh, basically summer down in here in Florida, so I got to get the uh, you know the cleanliness going. Uh, it's going well. How about you?
0: Yeah, going going well. Um, obviously the big news of today was the the all-star game pack and the the rare pack drop that unfortunately did not happen so we'll we'll definitely dive into that but just want to set the stage a little bit so what we're going to be doing tonight we're going to talk everything we need to know about the the all-star game pack drop that is upcoming as of now it it may be tomorrow it also may not be tomorrow have not gotten a definitive timeline what i did see is that we will have an 8 hour notice as to to before so don't, don't need to worry about that we will definitely keep everyone posted as soon as we hear about the, the upcoming drop and then we're gonna dive into some listener questions so we had an awesome Q a in the discord the earlier this week we've also got some questions that we fielded from Twitter other questions from the discord so we're going to talk a little bit about rookies and the upcoming badges we're going to talk about strategy for folks that maybe have a, a lower end bank role and we're also going to, talk about the OTM player rankings that Bach and Producer Coop revealed on Producer Coop after dark earlier this week. So a lot to cover tonight, Justin, looking forward to the conversation.
1: And we just got noticed the marketplace is back open. Oh, I oh, need to refrain doing some multitasking while we're here. There's yeah. so many values out there with the seeing stars that I would have wanted to snipe. The timing just fantastic. So our loss is all of your gain. Snipe those seeing stars. Snipe all those values while we uh, waste away on the stream.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Marketplace is back up and running. it Has been down for the last last couple of hours, but uh, I think one of the one of the crazy things that we saw overnight. So I guess let's let's start with the with the rare pack drop, right? So th- this the, new, the wind of this caught at what twelve thirty Eastern last night. I was was sound asleep but you were up grinding looking at the all of the moments that are a part of this pack put together a little bit of a projection on on what we're expecting for the moments upcoming in this drop. We also saw that in order to be eligible for to get a rare pack you're going to have to have a minimum of 3 moments in your account. So when we woke up today and we we're looking, we saw all of the 35Ks were pretty much up 100 if not 200% two to three X, because all the people out there that, that were sitting on accounts without any moments, I guess, had to go and, and scoop those up. thought that was pretty interesting.
1: It was funny. The base, so the floor of the 35Ks pretty much got to the floor of the 15Ks. And it just t- eventually turned into there were only so many moments at like $16 or below. And so people are just trying to go buy all those. And it makes me think just who, who are these people? who are the people that don't have three moments in their account? And I'm sure there are some who have been purchasing and they sold, and maybe, you know, they just, you know, haven't had that many. And there's a lot of people, obviously, are the ones who are just like, hey, I'm my goal is just to get packs, and uh, when I get my pack, I'm going to sell it. And Obviously, that's not the best from a long-term stance. Uh, and then, you know, you do have some people who ha- are, are new, and they haven't had that entry point yet. And I know I've heard a couple of people who are like, you know, are just hearing or just trying to be getting exploring with top shot they want to get their feet wet since they're like you know I want to I don't know I don't know what to buy in the marketplace so I'm just gonna start with a pack and uh, so for those I think there are a decent amount of new users and uh, maybe that today purchase of those three moments kind of gives them the experience of what that's like to actually go through searching in the marketplace maybe it kind of wets their appetite a little and uh, at the end of the day only what 35 out of 200 some, we're only looking at like, you know, 15% or so of people uh, will actually get a pack tomorrow or whenever we have this. Um, and hopefully all those other people who uh, still went through that process kind of had a bit more of that experience of what it's like to be on top shot, to search the marketplace and find some maybe things they like.
0: Yeah. I like the move. I think that it's good to, for a couple of reasons. I mean, first it just makes it so that people can't just show up, try to get a pack like they have to, to, to actively participate at least a little bit in the marketplace by going ahead, buying those three moments. It's also like you have to at least have been somewhat paying attention to see that three-moment requirement, right? So somebody that that is completely out of touch, to me, like I think it's completely fair that they are not eligible for the rare pack. And it's, it's a little bit of, a, of an improvement and upgrade on, what was it, the last time we saw that you had had a minimum of one moment But they had announced that and then the marketplace was down. So people did not have a chance to go out and buy that single moment the last time around. This time they made the announcement. People did have the chance to get the three moments. So I think that creates somewhat of an equal playing field for everyone. And I I like that. I think we're going to continue to see some some different kind of qualifications for some of these more rare, legendary pack drops in the future. We've talked about you know, the holy grail of requiring KYC prior to some of the major pack drops. You know, there's a lot that would have to go into that. So I do like that they're trying to find some other creative ways to make sure that people that are active in the marketplace, people that, that have shown human activity in the marketplace, like a lot of what is going on is is always related to the bots. And we we see that again with how it was pushed back today. So uh, Dapper wow. versus the bots is the, the battle of 2021 so far.
1: It's it's unfortunate. It's a cat and mouse game, Um, and I mean, there's just the you gotta find what that right balance is. Because you look here, Alan Brock's comment, like he's asking, well, maybe people with more moments should get more of a chance to get a pack. But the problem there is then, okay, so just the wealthiest people, the people who have been in the longest, are are, should they have an inherent advantage over someone that's new? No, I don't think that's the case. And like D Mangier is saying, well, three moments is low to have a chance at a rare pack. Maybe you need more. And maybe you do need more, but like, what's the number that people are going to be comfortable at? Because is it seven? And if it's seven, then okay, those same people maybe they go buy four more. And then after the pack drop, they get rid of them. And all you're doing is you're just seeing 5% of fees going to Dapper in a very short period of time, but it's not impacting like the market long term. Um, I think from a bot situation, that's probably where it's the most challenging because yes, it was nice to kind of give that surprise last time where it was, hey, you have to have a moment because. Then the positive, well, the bots that didn't have any moments, they were kind of shit out of luck. Um, But the downside is the new people like BJ Potter saying his buddy hasn't gotten lucky enough to get a pack yet. And if you just haven't got a pack and you bought it, didn't get a moment yet. Well, should you be excluded from a pack drop? I don't know. Like maybe you tried three different times for the common ones too, and you just haven't got lucky. And uh, yeah, we obviously want to incentivize behavior where it includes all forms of top shot, including searching and selling, buying in the marketplace and so forth, Uh, not just when packs, but like, I don't know. It's a very difficult balance that I think Dapper Labs is going to continue to experiment with and see. I think I would like to have, I think it should be some measure of activity, uh, some measure of like obviously human activity. Um, And I don't think we should have that kind of, clear hey here are the hoops you need to jump through to be eligible but just explain that hey overall we you know these packs are for people who are active on the marketplace are for people who are active in this space don't have to define exactly what that is each time maybe you can switch it up and have a little fun with it but uh we know the intent is for only real humans who are active should be able should be eligible for these more rare ones um and then we've got to think about how do we also though you know uh, make it approachable and friendly for the people outside and when we have common packs always available i think that'll also help this situation because then the people who are new to the space don't have to wait for these you know i say these on uh you know these non common not often packs drops so that they can just go buy whatever
0: yep yeah No, it makes sense and yeah so we we put out last night some projections in terms of the the moments that are going to be included in this pack obviously given that it's an all-star game pack it's it's all all the best players so definitely going to be a a highly desired pack do you want to to walk through kind of what a what moments are going to exist in these packs for people that may not be aware and then be some of the the projections that we came up with why we feel that these are projections and then we can also segue from that into the all-star game challenge one that has been announced and is going to be a a one-week challenge which i was kind of happy to see because i think that the three-week challenge time frame is it's a little bit too long there's also an interesting element that we can touch on with regards to gifting in a seven-day challenge but uh, let's let's talk about the moments first and then we can just keep it going from there yep that sounds good um
1: Let's see if I can maybe zoom in a little here, but I don't want to actually zoom in too much because there's a lot of stuff here that I want to cover. But let's start off with just the moments here. Mm-hmm. So we have 20 players here. Um, I'm trying to find my computer. So 20 different players are all part of the All Star game. Um, each there are the two people that are not in here are Giannis and Devin Booker. Giannis being the All Star MVP. Devin Booker be, being that game clinching, what was it, the four-pointer from way deep. Uh, so those will be the challenge rewards for these. Um, we have seen in the marketplace that challenge has already been announced, as TJ said, so we can see which 10 are aligned to each. Um, what my goal here really was last night is, and so just as a refresher for people to know what's in the pack, when you go to the actual pack page, there's a link and you can see all the moments. Uh, so at the very bottom here you can see I have the full list of all the other base sets because this pack includes six common moments and then one of these rares. Um, and so also just a quick
0: quick cor- quick correction is that it's Damian Lillard, not a Devin Booker. That's all oh, That's oh Devin Booker didn't play. Mike almost yeah, yeah. popped him out. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah. Damien Lillard. No worries. There yes, chat, you are correct. It is Damien Lillard. Chat. That was just a uh, Yeah, no worries. I was just following box, box lead. Yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah. you guys are just trying to tout Devin Booker in the all-star game as much as you can. Uh, Yeah. As far as I know, you know, Devin Booker won the all-star MVP and, and had a great game out there, even though he didn't play. Yeah.
1: I mean, those bots must've got to him or something.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. So Damien Leather.
1: Um, and so what I wanted to do is we had a, you know, we knew with 99% confidence that there were going to be challenges based off us seeing what was minted with those two moments. Um, People were curious, you know, when they get the pack, what should they do? What is the value worth? If I didn't get a pack, you know, should I maybe look to purchase them? Like, how do I know what a good value is? And so that's why we try to, before the actual moments at the marketplace, come out with projections for what we feel that the value is. And so it's obviously valuable from that that first night before they hit the market. So you can understand like when you should maybe be buying or if, you know, if you, you feel the market's inflated, maybe you can sell. Um, but also, I think it's valuable because as the challenge progresses, it's helpful for us to have our baseline of where we feel the true value of these should be throughout that challenge, and then we can use that as well to make our projection for what they should be after the challenge. And these are all important important components uh, to us creating whether you know our expected value for those challenges. So let's start off here. Um, the, day, the information that came in the pack was you know, just these columns and then links to the actual moments. Over here is where I've actually already started filling it out. But I want to talk a little about my process. Um, what I thought through is, so if you look over here, I have some of my notes. Um, we have the rising stars. The rising stars are also out of 2021, just like these moments. So I felt that they would be the closest comps to these from a price standpoint. And then obviously adjusting for the talent of the player. But I felt like that was kind of our best ability to judge the price, um, the price projections for these new all-star ones is to use those rising stars. So what I tried to do is I took the rising stars. And then first, I eliminated all the rookies because inherently, if you are a rookie, there's additional value there. So it's hard to get a good baseline there. Then I looked to see which ones actually had a 15K. Um, So an S2 common 15K, and we ended up getting to about four of these. And so that was the Michael Porter Jr., RJ Barrett, Tom Hero, and John Moran. These were the prices last night when I was building it out. And then these were the prices of the actual rising star. Now, these are in the middle of a challenge, just like our all-stars are also going to be in a challenge. You can make an argument whether you think Anthony Edwards, Dunk, and the Zion are more or less valuable than a Giannis and a Damian. Maybe I think in the end of the day, from a challenge perspective, it's negligent. So I just assumed a similar baseline. And what I then look to see is okay, what is the ratio from their common 15K to the rising star? And what you can see is that the less, the the cheaper the moment is, the higher the multiple. And that's because the utility value is just counts as one. Whether you own the most expensive one or the cheapest one for the challenge, you only need one of those. So utility value remains constant, which drives up the price. Of the cheaper ones, more than the more expensive ones. So what we're seeing is a um, a ratio of about 19x for the Michael Porter Jr. and about 12, almost 13x for the John Moran. So I get an idea of okay, so there's about that range, and maybe you have some that are a little cheaper, maybe a little more, but that helps me at least from a from a you know a general understanding. Now when we come back here, I look to see okay, which of these moments have that slash 15k? I can I'm going here. The reason why I use 15K is because that's where there's the most prevalent ones. The 35K, I feel like there's just not enough of a baseline that kind of still wonky with the prices and stuff. And so majority of these all-stars do have a 15K. So I input those, I get the 15K, and then I start working on that multiplier. For the cheapest ones, I'm using all the way down to a 19. We can see that the John Morant was 110. And so the John Morant at $110 was a 12.7 multiplier. And so over here, we don't have 110, but we've got two numbers around it. So I kind of started splitting that. And you can see where I just built out these ratio projections, getting as the moment gets more expensive, the multiplier is less. This then allows me very simply to multiply the two to get to these numbers, you'll see they don't line up right now. And the reason why is because uh, these prices are as of today, my estimates from last night were from last night's prices so this is just automatically being updated from our feed uh so that's why your math doesn't actually work out to what you probably saw when i tweeted but that was the general idea my final test then is i start going through and i start seeing like okay who are the actual like how do we compare the players and stuff and uh that's where like when you saw the first tweet that came out it did have zion ahead of Steph, and that's because if you look at the slash 15k zion's is more expensive but if you look at all of the other relationship between the Zion and Steph moments, Stephs are more expensive. So whatever reason, this is a weird outlier where Steph is less expensive than the Zion for the slash 15K. So what I ended up doing was swapping those two and going with putting the Steph a bit more relative to where he is compared to other Zion moments. And then I went down the list as well um, to figure out what that is. Um, I think last thing I did is for the bottom one, I brought up the Mike Conley and the Vukovic prices to create a bit more of a base round around like, I think 400, just because I think from a utility value, those will still kind of have that basis there. That's a lot there, TJ. Do um, you have questions or anything in chat that kind of, uh, I can kind of explain better?
0: No, I think it's a really, really good thought process. I, It's even like one layer deeper than, than I was thinking it was. I really like the comparison that you used with the rising stars, because I, I think that that's the most clean comparison just because the, like you said, the the mint is the same in the 2021. We know that they're all going to be in a challenge, whether it's the first one or the second one. And we have that basis for comparison of those rare moments to the S2 common out of 15K. And I, I agree with your decision to remove the rookies from that just because there's there's a lot of noise there with the badges and all of that. And, and we're we're going to talk about the badges a bit today too. But yeah, it, it makes it makes a ton of sense to me. And, man, I would love to pull a LeBron in one of these packs. I'll tell you that much. <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's why uh, we made a tweet last night kind of just in jest. But uh, if you join the drop, you have a little less than a 1% chance of getting a LeBron. And someone responded back, and they're like, shouldn't it just be 1 out of 20? Well, no, because if you join the drop, that doesn't make the assumption that you're going to get the pack. If you get the pack, then, yes, you have a 1 out of 25% chance but we were estimating around 200,000 or so in line. And then even if you adjust that from 150 to 250, it's still a little less than 1%. Yeah. But yeah. Woo, that LeBron, that's uh, that'd be that's going to be nice.
0: That is going to be nice. And then, so LeBron is not in this first challenge. So, does, Oh no, he is. Sorry. I'm looking now. So LeBron is in that first challenge. Wow. Okay. So let's, anything else that you wanted to add on, on this calculations or any, we'll see if there's any questions in the chat, not seeing any. So,
1: I don't see it right now, but, yeah, I mean, and obviously the challenge information was not revealed when we did this. Um, I think you could probably, I think Giannis is going to be a more valuable challenge reward um, than what you would have for Damian, Uh, maybe not consequentially, but, like, you know, marginally. Um, So maybe we give those ones a little bit more of a boost. Um, I think the seven-day thing is pretty interesting. Um, Let's let's jump into that. So because from a seven-day perspective, uh, a, I don't think we've ever had a challenge that short of a time frame. And uh,
0: yeah, not not in recent memory. I can't remember if very early on there was, but I, I don't think so. I feel like they were always at least 14 days or 10 yeah, days or something like that.
1: Seven feels very fast. And I think that's a little bit by design. So A, I think the reason why those early challenges were three weeks is because they wanted to wait till signups were back open, allow the new people to kind of join in and play. Uh, I think this, because it's a bit more of a higher price point and you've got those others, they were a little more um, okay with saying, hey, we're going to make this a quicker one, a seven day. We've gotten the feedback that quicker is better. At the least, let's do it as an experimentation. And then also, as you alluded to earlier, I don't think it's a coincidence with the gifting. And so the rules for gifting state that you must own a moment for seven days before you are able to gift it. And that includes opening it in a pack that includes buying in a marketplace, whatever it is. Um, so if you have a seven week deadline, I mean, a seven day deadline, a one week deadline for a challenge, and you must hold a moment for gifting it for seven days, that pretty much eliminates gifting. And maybe this is just, some, you know, this is going to be a good experiment for them to acquire some data and better understand, like, what would the impact of challenges be if you couldn't gift how many complete it? Like, what does that change? Because, you know, we made a tweet yesterday, um, showing the data of what happened to the challenges when people were able to gift and both, you know, every, all three of the challenges, MGL, like everyone, the seeing star, the rising stars, the completion rate just started going and then took a strong upward. And then it leveled out a bit. And uh, like, you know, we were thinking that we were thinking initially that, you know, Hey, this just shows this confirmation that uh, people like gifting and people want to work together because I definitely have friends who, you know, don't want to invest enough in Top Shot right now or don't have the capital, you know, in this kind of funds to say, like, I'm going to complete on my own. So I'm going to work with friends. But without a doubt, there were definitely people who also were like, eh, Justin, you know, on the moment, what do you, what do you really think is happening? Like, is this just a husband wife account or something? Is this uh, someone with four, you know, maybe, maybe they have friends and their friends not playing. So they're completing accounts through their friends. Um, there's obviously a healthy level of skepticism there. And uh, I, we, we know the Dapper Labs, like they're looking into all this. So maybe this is a way to kind of experiment with that and see what happens without gifting.
0: Yeah, it, it'll be interesting because it's going to be a super, super expensive challenge to complete, especially considering that the LeBron is involved. And so I, I'm very, very curious to see. But I, I guess on the other hand, right, is that all of these players are, are good players. So maybe we don't see as much. Like typically, right, as the challenge... Exp- expires we see like a 50 percent, sometimes even more drop in the moment's value at the end of the challenge but given that these are all all all-stars all good players all pretty unique moments from because they're from the all-star game then maybe we don't see as much of that tail off after the fact and then that will make the challenge more of an ev play but either way it's it's definitely going to be an expensive one
1: yeah, and that's one of the things that we've been trying to run some analysis on to figure out to improve our ability to predict what's going to happen after a challenge. And the, tr- the the difficulty is that our small sample our sample size for challenges is just pretty minimal, especially if you talk about like you know post boom challenges. Because early on we were seeing the prices would drop maybe like thirty percent or so, but then when you consider there these challenges became so inflated from a value from a cost wise that things like the Cool Cats two the gift those drop phenomenally, and so that's why like. I try not to, when I'm making predictions for the post challenge value of moments, use any, like just say generic ratio from previous challenges, but really what I'm trying to do is take a look and and think about, okay, those moments in a vacuum, if they weren't part of a challenge, what would their price be? Because I think that's the best way to get an idea of, okay, what is the long-term market value? And it's difficult, but as we have more moments in the ecosystem, we have different, you know, um, circulation counts and stuff, I think we're getting better at predicting what that kind of marketplace price would be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, This is a good question from James. Did, did you think at all about using the all-stars shooting stars prices in your... I'm sure it at least crossed your mind and there was a reason why you chose to go with the rising stars route instead? Mm-hmm.
1: So I actually um, had a column in here when I first did it that had seeing stars prices. Um, and I used that more of a... It was actually the first thing that I thought was, okay, well, all these players are already seeing stars, so we can, you know, just put that in. Um, couple issues there. One is it doesn't tell us what the actual, base, there's no baseline. And so we have to figure out, okay, what are these slash 2021s actually going to be? And so maybe you could make an assumption that they're going to be X percent uh, more expensive than the seeing stars, but like how do you get to that, that number. Uh, the second thing is we've seen such price disparities between the... Kevin Durant challenge and LeBron, and so so much of um, the prices for those, even if you're just trying to compare from an in you know in set moment to moment basis, uh, the LeBron's one are significantly more. So I thought rather I you know the best the most difficult variable is what does 2000 circulation 2021 do to the players? We are far more confident in how they compare to each other. We just need to get our baseline, and that's where the rising star is because it's 2021 because we have other moments, we can see what that multiple is, it ended up being the best. And then I still had the seeing stars and used that at the end just to kind of test some of the prices, but then the seeing stars just became one additional moment or set variable or comparison.
0: Yep, makes sense. And then we have some other questions in the chat around okay, well will the demand. Yeah, will basically, what will the demand for this challenge be like versus the fact that we have the rising stars challenge, we have the seeing stars challenge. I know that Cool Cats 3 is still around the corner somewhere. So there's there's a lot going on. I think that this is going to become a lot more of the norm when it comes to the challenges. I think that it's going to become normal to have five, six challenges going on at a given time at, at some different price points. And people are going to, to have to kind of choose. I mean, in order to attempt to complete all of these challenges at the same time, that's going to, to cost a lot. Also... I guess what's unique about this one is like we just said, it's the it's only seven days. So this one actually starts after, but finishes before the rising stars and the seeing stars. But uh, do you have any, any general thoughts on how this may impact the seeing stars challenge? I know that you, you were saying you want to get out there and get the seeing stars value. So it sounds like you're still bullish on completing that one, or at least experimenting with it and, and evaluating later on in the challenge. Yeah. And
1: I mean, I think if we still see challenges predominantly being three weeks long or even two to three weeks, I agree with you, TJ. We'll probably see somewhere between four, uh, around four, give or take one or so um, challenges you know, um, going on at the same time. Um, likely you're going to have a legendary. So maybe it's the hollow. You'll probably have a MGLE that's going on. So you're probably always going to have like those two as baselines then kind of these one-off sets will probably start popping. We're without a doubt in one of the hottest parts because, A, you've got all the activity going around around the all-star break, and then, B, because of where we are from a kind of just hype or publicity standpoint, I think they want to get as many just moments out there for people to kind of get their feet wet. So uh, I don't know if we're ever going to – you know, if six is going to be the norm. um, And if we move to one week, I think then we'll see a lot fewer – of the challenge at the same time or maybe it ends up being like the hollow ends up being three weeks and the one-off chat the one-off sets being one week so we'll see
0: yep <clears throat> yeah no it uh it's going to be interesting and uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how this this all-star pack goes i think it's it's one of the more unique ones because i think it's especially without the gifting it's it's probably going to be one of the more difficult challenges to complete in general but again, when it's a more difficult challenge, then you have a super rare Giannis on the way. So man, there's there's so many factors to consider. And, and and always when new challenges, new packs are released, we see we tend to see a little bit of liquidation in in other parts of Top Shot. So will people liquidate from one challenge to try and complete this one? Because then they can complete the seeing stars after that too. It's uh there's gonna be a lot, a lot to think about. And I'm definitely gonna be doing some some looking at the challenge data and try to evaluate like i think i think if you can get into some of these all-stars early on a lot of what we've seen is like if you can buy at the beginning of the challenge it it almost always in the first day or two tends to to have that immediate spike but then it's a matter of is it worth holding on to toward the end of the challenge or maybe trying to make a short-term quick flip play and that that kind of leads me to to my next topic we got a a question from Chris Jalel in the, I forget if it was in the discord or on Twitter, but he was asking about a good strategy for new users with less than a thousand dollars as an example of liquidity. And this is a question that we get a lot, right? Someone that's coming in and has a little bit of a lower bankroll—what What is the, the best way that they can go about this? And I know that one of the strategies that you and I have talked about is the concept of when you have a lower bankroll competing in the challenge or leveraging the challenge but not for the sake of actually trying to collect all the moments and complete it but more so of hey how can I monitor what's happening with the challenge over time and maybe look for short-term opportunities to to buy a moment for I don't know 150 dollars and and flip it for 180 and just use those little flips in the the way that the challenge is tend to trend over time. So you have any any thoughts there or just any general strategy tips for somebody that maybe doesn't have thousands and thousands of dollars to put into Top Shot?
1: Right. And I mean we were talking about this little in the mission control center earlier today, which is the OTM Discord. Um, and kind of introducing that idea of we should be zigging when others are zagging and vice versa. Um, what we see is there's without a doubt, and TJ actually was a big proponent of this in the early days, is identifying where there's momentum and just getting on in the early part of that momentum. Yeah. And you know I'm taking a different lens on it and that, hey, once we, ex- once we accept there's momentum, that means that there's going to be opportunity elsewhere. And so a week, the past week, the opportunity has been that LeBron challenge because people didn't have the level of understanding, the confidence, Maybe the ambiguity kind of scared them off. People were scared like, oh, maybe the KD is necessary. Maybe you need Conley. And I think just overall, the lack of clarity led to people not really wanting to go for that LeBron challenge. Not to mention, we, you know, people who are listening to this, the people in chat, the people in the Discord are far more in the know than anyone else. And so we knew that there was going to be another challenge and it was going to be LeBron. So there was a clear opportunity to be investing there. And then once that um, drop happened a couple days ago where they had in the moment, the notes like, Hey, here's, what's going to be necessary for LeBron. All the money from the KD ones just started shifting over because without a doubt, like, yeah, KD might still be like a top three, five moments, like a player's moments on the site, but LeBron is just his own world. And so we knew that LeBron was going to just attract it. And so that was the opportunity. So if you had the thousand dollars, I would have said, go buy four of the ads," because as we saw, showed in one of our previous shows and the analysis, AD was the best value within the LeBron Challenge. You get that, and now you have the opportunity to flip it. And I would flip it now, and I would say, okay, now I'm going to go to the KD Challenge because the prices have dropped so much in that KD Challenge that now there's just significant opportunity. And uh, let me see if I can actually share my screen a little.
0: Yeah, why don't you go ahead and do that. For those asking in the chat, if you're interested in joining the discord aka the own the moment mission control center that is where we have all of the important information that's being shared on our journey to the moon together you can go ahead and check us out on twitter at own the moment nft and right in our twitter profile you can see a link that will take you to the sign up list for the discord so we do have a wait list right now we're trying to get people in as swiftly as we can but at the same time we want to make sure that we continue to grow things slowly so that we maintain the, the awesome quality conversation that is going on in there. So if you're interested, please go ahead, fill out that form and you will hopefully hear from us as soon as possible. But uh, we, we do have a, a bit of an extensive list right now, but we're, we're working through it as quickly as we can. Okay.
1: And uh, so here's how we kind of uh, within our own team kind of like to look through our data. And so on the sets over here is where I'm kind of most interested right now we can see the ones that have dropped the most in price are the seeing stars and the rising stars. And if you actually dive into that, we can see that there's even more, You know, and so it's going to go pretty slow. It oh, actually loaded pretty faster because I thought it was string yard. But we can see how much these moments have actually been dropping. And up here, Zach Levine, Chris Paul, Paul George, Damian Lillard. Um, I think the majority of these are actually part of the KD challenge. And so when we get down here the ones that didn't drop nearly as much I think the majority are more on that LeBron there's probably outliers but overall that's where I think like okay here's the opportunity and so actually if we go to challenges we can see exactly what's been happening so let's go seeing stars 1 So you can just see that the prices have just been going down to the point that you can acquire them all for around $2000 right now and <laughs> You can actually see. Let's let's zoom in a little. This is when the market opened, so people have been, you know, realized that there's value, and maybe this will start going back up a little. But overall, like this is where I feel the value is. And so earlier today, I actually woke up this morning and saw that one of my um, Kevin Porter Jr. rookie debuts sold for just under seven thousand. And uh, I was like, I've got dapper money in my my balance. Like, what am I going to do with it? And one of the things is I've gone and tried to complete this because I wasn't too bullish on this when we were talking 3,000 because I think that KD moment is probably going to be worth $1,000. And so now I got to make sure that these 12 maintain a value higher than $1,200 if this is my buying point. And I think that's pretty likely. But if this was at 3,000, now I need to make sure these 12 stay above 2,000 and the margins a little less. So overall, and the question was initially like, okay, well, Justin, I have $1,000. I can't buy them all. That's fair. But you have the opportunity to flip by real recognizing which ones are values now. If you get in before this goes back up, you can see there's an opportunity to sell. And if not, maybe then you can partner with someone else, a friend or something. And if you realize like, hey, you still feel that this is a great value, and it's more important to get the KD, then you get the KD, and you still find like that kind of value there.
0: Yep. Yeah, I love that. It's all about going, going where the action is, right? Where that, where there's momentum, where there's a lot of activity, because the the more users that are active in a specific specific moment or a specific set of moments, that's where there's going to be some more opportunity, some more liquidity. And I think liquidity is really the key for me, right? If I'm working with with a lower bankroll, I want moments that are liquid. They're moving quickly, so that a they have a chance to to increase at a rather rapid pace. And then also, if you decide that, that you want to, to get out of one of the moments, if you're in some of those more liquid ones, I mean, you'd have no problem selling it, right? If you're buying a seeing stars moment right now, and then tomorrow you decide that, that you don't want it anymore, you could very easily post it and sell it without a problem. So I think that that you know, gives a little bit more comfort for someone who is maybe newer to Top Shot, working with a little bit less bankroll, knowing that at any given moment, you have no, no problem making that exchange and, and being able to, to make that change. Yeah. So. And then
1: TJ, you mentioned this earlier, but I just love seeing it. You can see right here, the top moment, you know, risers, uh, the gainers are all just the cheap series too, with yep. the 35,000. And uh, in the 24 hour period, you saw how much they were moving up almost 150%, uh, which means obviously this is at 15 before, you know, this was quite low or something around like that, you know, six, $6 or so. Um, yeah. And then now that, like, this has been delayed, okay, so prices have now kind of gone down a little. Um, So maybe uh, just interesting to be able to kind of see that in real time um, for the movement that we kind of felt in the market.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the first thing that I saw this morning was... Was this page, and I saw the twenty four hour change, and I was like, "Wait, what is going on here?" And then, I, and then I saw the three moment thing, and I was like, "Okay, that that makes sense." But you know, I think I woke up, and I don't even remember who, but some of the some of the more more random players were the top gainers, and I was like, "This doesn't make much sense." But but I uh, <laughs> I had been sleeping through the pack news, so then I I came around on that. Yeah, and uh, from from producer Coop behind the scenes, he said he's going to. Uh, Touch a little bit deeper into the lower bankroll strategy on his his next producer after coop. Producer after dark. And uh he, he says that it's patience. Patience, patience, patience. You know, you come in with a lower bankroll, you, you don't need to worry about trying to double it overnight or even in a week, but practice that patience. Realize that you're in this for the long haul and try to find short plays where you can and just build that up slowly over time, get yourself more comfortable, and then take it from there. And stay highly focused. You have, the, uh,
1: you, know, you have the benefit of saying, hey, I don't need to just throw things everywhere. You don't need to worry about trying to cover the entire market. Find one challenge, get comfortable with the prices of the moments in there, and just keep an eye on it and identify where there's value. Maybe find one or two even moments. Maybe you've, you know, bullish on a rookie or something and just kind of keep your eye on that. But that level of just kind of fine detail and patience is where, you know, it may be a bit more tedious. It may be a bit more time intensive, but that gives you the ability to kind of uh, make wiser, more strategic focused decisions.
0: Yep. And I and I saw someone had mentioned it in the chat. I also see it now in the, the Top Shot Discord that we're looking at 12 o'clock noon Eastern time tomorrow for the new time for the pack drop. So there it is. 12 Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific time. They're going to be giving it another go here. So. Set those alarms. Let's, uh, let's have some good pack luck on this Friday. That would be a nice way to, to kick off the weekend with a little rare pack, maybe even a little LeBron action. Oh, gosh. So. That'd
1: be something. I just hope that someone in the OTM, uh, hopefully one of us in the OTM staff kind of get the opportunity so we can kind of stream that because if we get a pack, we will definitely not open immediately, but we'll find a fun way to do it on stream. Uh, and yeah. if not us, then we're hoping everyone in the Mission Control Center, um, you know, gets bundles of these so
0: yes sir all righty i think i have two or three damn maybe two main topics now i want to talk about the the rookies and the upcoming badges we saw a lot of questions on twitter about that we saw some questions in discord just a you know general topic right everyone's wondering how do we handle the rookies how do we handle the upcoming badges and you know are the badges baked in to the pricing already do we think we're going to see another bump when the badges come? I personally, I feel like we've had three different ways of like, uh, the badges are baked in, the badges are baked in. And I think to a certain extent, they're never going to be fully baked in until they show up, right? There's so many users on NBA Top Shot. We, We live in our little bubble here at OTM where everyone that's listening to this right now is pretty up to speed on everything that's going on. They're well aware of who the rookies are and that they're going to have these upcoming rookie badges, first moment badges, first game badges, but i'm not 100% convinced that every single top shot user is aware of that so i do still think that there is additional value to be had but uh, at the same time as you're showing on screen here we we've definitely seen these decrease now i believe that this set is also just for everyone's reference this is the first moment series 2 rookies so like the things 4, like their, yeah the 4000 so the very originals but uh and and i actually don't think that people like quickly and such have been added to this just yet. This was kind of the original set of rookies. But uh, yeah, they obviously had their massive, massive spike in February. They've been relatively flat slash down ever since. So uh, what what, what do you have to say to the people, Justin, when it comes to the rookies?
1: Yeah, because I mean, I think both on Twitter and Discord, we're getting some questions around like, you know, how should I really be accounting for these badges? Um, And there's just so many different kind of thoughts around that. Um, And I think first off, the badges are important. I think it's obviously going to look cool, but a major component of this beyond the badges is the ability to search in the marketplace based off various badges. Because that's what my kind of concern, but also, and a concern may not be the right word, but something that I'm definitely being considerate of, um, is that I think there's a future state where it is very popular, very easy to sort by badges, and that's predominantly when people come to the site, what they're going to want to buy. I think it's going to be like an S1 it's going to be your elite superstars. People, are, you know, have a set person in mind that they want to look at, and then it is, hey, let me see, you know, let me go through the badges, the first moments, the first, you know, the first moment, the first game, uh, their rookie season, etc. And so that's where, like, yes, each moment will have those badges, but more importantly, I think is that those players will show up when people are searching. And those are the ones that I think will get the most attention. Most attention usually means increased demand. Increased demand means increased price. And that's why there's that, you know, continuing upward mobility. Um, I want to show this chart, though, because we see kind of what this peak was at around just under 20K for the total of those. Um, Hopefully, you know, in a future show, we'll probably, you know, we're going to be able to, we're in the process right now of adding the new rookies. That's why we don't have the data on the right-hand side yet. Uh, but what we want to see is that, okay, so just to get an idea, if we're about half of what that top was, I think that somewhere up here is still way within the realm of possibility of what we'll see when the badges actually come out. Because this was driven by a, a combination of the market, um, you know, just seeing that crazy amount of growth. Um, but also this was driven by there was those new cycles where the badge announcements kind of continued to get some play. Um, And so I think that's where this is kind of that high end of where I see there's a short term opportunity. I think probably it's more around this area of where we see. So I still think that once those badges get announced, we still have an opportunity for them to kind of rookies to move up maybe 40 to 50%. Um, But I will say, this is a very unscientific process. This is me just kind of taking a look. Obviously, this was so much driven by the just overall general market. And so rookies will still be aligned to the general market but I just think they have a lot they have a bit more uh, sustainability and kind of long-term holding power once the badges and the ability to kind of search for the rookies um, comes into play
0: yeah I'm very big on that searchability as well the marketplace as we know can be can be a bit overwhelming and anything that's going to make it easier for people to find these different moments I think is going to be key in terms of just adding that additional value it, it just really it's just going to get more eyeballs on those moments, right? So even some of the lower tier moments, like, okay, everyone knows that Lamelo and Wiseman and Edwards and all of those top rookies, right? But some of the, the lower end rookies, maybe not everyone that's a, a mega NBA fan may not be aware that, that they even exist or that they are rookies. But when they're able to go into the marketplace and sort and filter on that rookie badge, those moments are going to pop up. So I think that there is going to be some value in the cheapest rookies as well. Because if people just sort on the badge and they're like, hey, I know that I want a rookie, now they can easily find out who those lowest rookies are and and go ahead and, and open them. So,
1: Yep. And just for comparison, just to show, so these are the rookie debuts, which is that kind of the, the rare set within Series 1. Um, just wanted to kind of show the prices here. You know, you know, As we've seen, the S1s in general haven't dropped as much as the rest of the market. But I do feel that the S2 rookies are their version of S1. So I think those should more mirror what we have here with the S1s. And that's why you know this has gotten to 150 and it's dropped to now around 120, where before we saw up to 20 and now around 10. So that's where I feel like the S2 rookies have taken a stronger hit when they shouldn't have. Um, because I do feel that S2 rookies, any kind of rookies for their first moment, are the equivalent of the S1 and should have that same level of staying power. So uh this kind of hints towards that there is still a value for those uh S2s, S two yep. rookies.
0: Yep. And then I think the final thing, right, is just that part of another part of the reason why we saw the, the massive, massive spike was back then each rookie only had the one moment, right? And we've since seen the rising stars come out, we've seen some other rookies come out, we're gonna continue to see more come out. We saw their their 35ks come out. So it's just a natural kind of dilution that happened, a natural, healthy pullback. But I agree with you that I think when we look back one month, three months, six months, a year from now, that the S2 rookies are going to to have higher prices and potentially significantly higher prices than they do today with the ability to sort on those badges. And again, just that the value of the first moment, the debut game, even if it's just a LaMelo ball handoff and it's not an exciting moment in itself. I've actually been thinking about that one. I was like, I wonder if that's going to like become a, uh, a a rarity in itself, right? Of like, okay, Lamella Ball, end of his career, he's got a hundred cool moments, and but then he has this one that's just like kind of ironically not a cool moment, and that and that therefore makes it cool. But uh, maybe that's galaxy brain thinking on my part. But it's a random. Yeah. And these are the kind of things I think about randomly late at night, you know, and throw it out there into the universe to all of you guys. That's funny. Okay. Um, and
1: so so one more one last thing here is yeah. with the S2 rookies, there's still also a basketball opportunity because we just haven't seen them. And I mean, so look at Kevin Porter Jr. as an example, who was a series one rookie. Two weeks ago, he was in the G League. A little before that, like the Cavs just really it wasn't gonna work with them. Um, and now he's putting up like twenty five for averaging 24 points a game or something definitely 20 plus um as i mentioned like here look his base is at a little over 6,000 for this moment i sold that one earlier for just under seven like there's still opportunity for if you can identify talent of the rookies and before they actually make it go for it like i mean you know we've talked about like kira lewis is an example that we're really bullish on because Right now, he's not seeing that many minutes, just because of the people in front of him, such as Lonzo. But like, from a talent wise, we've had smart NBA people who tell us, like, you know, they are really bullish on him. If Lonzo was to get traded, maybe he won't now because he's a big more, you know, a bit more part of that team right now. But like, there's still opportunity to identify talent of the rookies now that, for whatever reason, just aren't popping because they may not be getting enough playing time. Um, but if you can get ahead of the curve there. Strong opportunity.
0: Yeah. No, I think that that's a great point, and man, if only there was a way to really evaluate NBA talent a bit, right? Like, what if I was somewhat new to NBA Top Shot, but I didn't really know a ton about the NBA and the basketball players? And, like, yeah, I know LeBron, and I know Zion and Giannis, but, like, what if I don't know some of these other guys? Do you have any idea how somebody would be able to go about some resourcing to help them kind of evaluate people from an NBA actual basketball perspective, from... Their career from their potential, their talent, the team they play on. Do You have any recommendations, Justin, for the people?
1: That's a that's a lot of information there that we're trying to you know just easily combine. And you could probably use Basketball Reference. You could probably use like some of the fantasy rankings and stuff. Um, I think early on we started using like Dynasty rankings because maybe those will have a bit I mean, a, a bit better of an idea of. Uh, projections and stuff but if you are in the discord and you go to otm resources here we can pull up let's see what are you guys able to see okay we can pull up Bachman's rankings and uh, we won't spend too much time on this because Bachman was actually on PCAD with Coop last week, and so if you do want a bit more of a deep dive into these rankings, um, please just go check out that one. Um, If you're in the Discord, um, there's been some fantastic conversation. I'm going to just zoom in a little just so we can see. There we go. but I think like, this is just very helpful because this is what I use as my go-to resource for identifying if there are value of a player within a set. Because obviously there are so many other variables such as what's the circulation, um, you know, whether it has an actual kind of, um, whether it has any of the badges, whether it has you know, as a part of one of the unique sets and such. Um, but within a set, I still want to get a better idea of kind of what is the value of that player? And it's not so much in just their current talent, just looking at like what stats they're putting up now, but trying to get that more long-term, larger picture overview. And so that's where Bachman kind of, he'll update this weekly, um, each weekend, any changes he makes, he'll put notes in the change log, which will obviously be dependent upon maybe uh, injuries, how that team is doing, whether you have increased championship odds, maybe some of the awards, um, you know, obviously, as Jokic um you know has moved into kind of the favorite role for the MVP maybe he'll move up the spot I'm not sure um but I think it's really helpful to kind of see because how are you really supposed to compare a Ray Allen to like a Jokic or a a Dodger um and I mean this I think it gives that kind of good uh understanding of how can we evaluate where they are right now how can we evaluate what their upside really is and kind of go from there and this has ideally every single moment player that has a moment. So you will be able to, you know, a lot of people, those top 20, 30, maybe even 100, they have familiarity with. But what happens when you start getting down to the kind of Caleb Martins? What happens when you get down to like the Cody Zellers and so forth? And so I think that's where um, it, it's kind of a, a valuable as well if you're trying to go bargain hunting.
0: Yeah, I think it's just another, another nice resource. And obviously, we're well aware that it's not an exact science. I think the only thing that isn't exact science is that LeBron is number one. I think we can all agree <laughs> on that. But uh, I think it'll encourage some good, good discussion, some good debate. So if anyone checks out the rankings and and there's something that you don't agree with, awesome! Like we'd love would love to have that conversation and love to to talk about why we have people in a certain way. But yeah, like Justin said, and, and again, this is not about specific moments. It's not even necessarily. About to say, you know what what their value is as a top shot moment, but it's more just taking a step back when we think about somebody as a basketball player, look at their career, and that's why obviously some of the the people at the top of this list, the Tim Duncan's, the Dirk Nowitzkis, Kevin Garnett, guys that are are retired and and have those run it back moments, but I mean they have cemented careers, and you'll see that obviously none of the none of the rookies are at the top of this list but yet they're some of the most valuable moments on Top Shot, and that is strictly because of the rookie status, because of the badges, because of the potential. And hey, maybe by the end of their careers, they work their way up on this list. But from a real-life basketball perspective, like yes, they have a ton of potential, and there's a ton of value in those rookie moments, but they haven't quite proven it yet compared to some of these guys that have proved it over 5, 10, 15-year careers.
1: Right, and so two things here. One note: a this first column, the career uh, one, is not just a you know get random guess. It is more. It is very data backed. It's using a lot of the kind of sabermetric style MBA stats to evaluate what their performance is and what their career is to this stage. Um, the upside then is probably that's a, a combination of a subjectivity and objective. It includes you know where they were actually drafted how they've looked, what they you know the kind of usage earlier in career and be able to kind of project that out forward. So there's a lot of data and math behind this. The yeah. second is you mentioned the rookie, and I just wanted to show like Lamelo, such an interesting situation because I mean what he's been in the league for a half a season. He's likely going to win rookie of the year this year and he looks great. But like you can't really put his actual career at too much right now. But we absolutely love his upside. And so that's where like Obviously, it's very difficult, um, but you've got to kind of see like, okay, this is where we probably rank him right now. I have a feeling in two years, if he continues at this pace, you'll probably see him jump into this kind of like top 25 range. And then who knows from there?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, TQ had a comment here that stats are only one side of the picture, market size, popularity, media hype. So you you guys can look at the, listen to the episode from Producer Group After Dark with Bach, but this actually is a part of, of how we evaluated this. So we... we Again, I, we're not going to get too in depth on it, but yes, short short answer is that you are correct, and we actually are factoring this in. We just didn't dive deep into that in this specific podcast. But yeah, uh, check, check out the one, check out the producer coup after dark. I think it was episode four. Let's that I'm correct on that episode four, yeah, right. most recent one. Uh, that they'll, they'll dive deeply into exactly what's going on there. So uh, good call out. All righty, Justin. I think that we have hit on the agenda, and we have five minutes left, which I think is just enough time to to open a pack. Would you agree oh, with that? I think Hopefully, the market's hold on. open The market's thing? open. The last time we were on a show, we got all <laughs> excited and then got to the open pack button, and it didn't work. But I think, I think we're good here. It looks like we're going to be good to go. All right.
1: I'm trying to... Uh...
0: Let's and the ranking is going to update on a weekly basis. I see a question of that in the chat. Again, all of this is covered in producer coop after dark, but on a weekly basis, we're going to update these. We don't expect them to change massively from week to week, but any kind of big events, big games, things like, you know, the awards toward the end of the year playoffs will be a big implication. So yes, we will be updating those as regularly as we can.
1: Yep. And uh, so I'm going to actually have to drop this from the screen, pull it back up so I can get sound. Um, but, they're not supposed to update. I mean, that much difference because yeah. it's about their career. I think the rookies will probably have the most movement because we're learning so much as the season goes on. But beyond that, like I think after the season, as we start getting more information about rewards, like that's we'll see some movement too, maybe with some trades and stuff. But overall, yeah, these should not have significant movement. Okay. Hi. So I think I now have over a thousand moments. So before when we were going to open this, it was going to be my nine, nine, eight, nine, nine, nine and one thousandth. Um, but we said we were going to do it. Let's still go for the series two release nine. We know that there are a bunch of rookies in this. We're hoping for the best. We ready to do this.
0: Let's do it. Bring on some rookies.
1: You guys got sound. No. No? Okay. One more
0: try. One more try. Yeah, we did not have the sound there. That's okay. You're going to have it in a second. Perfect. We got it now. We got it now. Okay. TJ,
1: give me door number one, door number two, door number three.
0: You know what? Let's just go with door number one here. Door number one.
1: 3997
0: KD! KD! Wow, love it. I like that. That's a KD start. out of 1500, Great start. Chat, great start. let me give this out to you.
1: Chat, what are we going for? And yeah, these are none of these are gonna be 35,000 because this is an old one. This is uh 193. Oh, wow, 193 dollars. There you go. That's just been sitting in the sitting in the account. Let's go. Chat, give me that. Two number two and number three. What's chat going for? There's going to be a little delay we're waiting for. Let's see. Uh, First one we get. All right. We are going with number two. Okay. All right. Oh, boy. For every KD, we need a (laughs) dud.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'll take the same Merrill if I know I'm getting a KD next to it, but man. (laughs) That's got to be one of the least relevant moments in the whole fight. Thirty-nine dollars, still, still thirty-nine dollars. So Those twelve thousand. Yeah, it's twelve thousand. Yeah, so,
1: hey, and a blowout of a game right there too. All right, and the final one. Here we final go. One. Door number three. Let's get a rookie. Let's get a. Let's get the Lamello. Let's get the low number rookie. That's ah, not a rookie. All right. We kind of uh, yeah. got a little too excited with the KD, but hey, overall, still a strong pack. What's that going for? Something like 30? 15.
0: 15. 15 right? Yeah, 15. All right. You dropped it. And that. now I'm seeing 20, so who knows? Okay. Hey, Durant, that's a good that's a good pull.
1: There you go. And hey, there we go. Okay, so we got some chat saying that that's the record-tying um, three-pointer for the Sam Merrill one. So Ooh, that's pretty Cool. Cool.
0: None of that. that's awesome. Very
1: cool. Overall, I love it. You know, I've been wanting to open that one for a little bit, been holding on that for something exciting. So uh enjoyed this show and stuff. And so uh, fun time to open.
0: For sure, for sure. Alrighty. Oops, sorry. Alrighty. Cool. Well, thanks to everyone that that joined us tonight. Hopefully you guys got some some good tidbits around some different strategy points around how to handle the all-star packs that will be dropping tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So we will talk to you guys then. Best of luck to everyone waiting in line. Make sure you have your three moments so that you are eligible for this pack drop and should be a fun time and kick off an awesome weekend here at NBA Top Shot. So thanks, Justin, for another great show. And we will go ahead and close things out today. So On behalf of Justin, on behalf of Producer Coop behind the scenes, I am TJ Lasig, and we will see you guys next time.